Hello everyone, welcome to uh, the Academica Vertex. This is episode number 10. I am Varun Bansal, your host for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Varun underscore esk. With me today is Aditya Ayer. How are you doing, Aditya? I'm fine, Varun. Uh, now, since game week one has finally uh, got over, oh, you can see the fever of FPL has begun and the attention has now moved on to game week two. So, since now 37 game weeks are left, the exciting round of you know, planning and transfers all begin now. So, how are you doing, Varun? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Uh, 10 games out of the 380 games done and dusted. And I'm very excited for the rest of the 370 games to go as well. And... Uh, uh, Manchester United won, so that just that just makes it a bit more sweeter. So uh, the first uh, game week uh, was a very interesting one. A, l- a lot of different things happened. Luke Shaw got his first professional goal, and uh, some teams won, some teams didn't, and it was um, a lot of points for a lot of FPL managers. And uh, we'll we'll talk about it uh, in just a minute. But uh, how did your week went, Aditya? My week went. Okay, it, it was a very decent game week for me because I scored around 61 points. Not disappointed, but my aim was generally to score around 60 points every game week. So, that rounds up around, I think, 2,200 to should be around that, that point. So, yeah, my, my team didn't perform that well because I didn't invest in a lot of these attacking wingbacks. Like, I didn't have Robertson and Mendy. So, that kind of you know derailed my points. But nevertheless, I'm happy. 61 points is not bad. But uh, we still have 37 more weeks to go and uh, I can catch up the pace ahead. Yeah, yeah, of course you can catch up the pace, man. It's, it's, it's very difficult uh, to predict anything these days, especially in FPL. You get uh, a team scoring 100, po- 100 points one week and the next week it just flops. So, you have to keep patience with your teams and hopefully next week will be even better. Yeah, yeah, rightly said. So, let's talk about the games. There were 10 games and it started on Friday and hopefully all of you did manage to uh, Cash the deadline uh, and uh, didn't came to know about it on the Saturday morning. But uh, uh, Manchester United played Leicester on uh, played Leicester on the Friday night, and it it was a, a comfortable game for the Red Devils. Two one victory, a late Jamie Vardy goal meant uh, injury time clean sheet wipeout for Manchester United defenders. A lot of frustrated FPL managers, but Luke Shaw did manage to get uh, a goal finally and it wasn't as bad for Luke Shaw. No? So, what did you uh, think uh, about Luke Shaw's performance? Do you think he will be able to nail down his spot now? Uh, I think he should. I don't know whether Mourinho's celebration meant he will nail down his spot or was it out of his frustration. But uh, I, I think Luke Shaw will nail his spot. Uh, we'll have to wait and see when Ashley Young comes in, how fit he is to be involved. Uh, in, even in the right-back, uh, location, we aren't sure whether Darwin is going to stay, is he leaving, or uh, whether Young is going to play as a right back until Valencia and Dalo both are fit. So, I guess as of now, since there are no left backs available for us, uh, I guess Luke Shaw has nailed his spot until Moreno begins criticizing him. So, till then, I guess Mor- uh, Luke Shaw has you know cemented his place now. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems like it, but you know, in the post match press conference, Mourinho did mention the one mistake that he did. Uh, Maureen doesn't he doesn't leave a chance to uh, say anything about him but uh, uh, as far as he's performing well and he's confident I don't see why why he shouldn't be in the uh, side so hopefully he keeps it Alexis Sanchez uh, got an assist but had a poor game overall now I am thinking about captaining Alexis Sanchez away to Brighton this week uh, and for me 
I think it will be a very, very uh, difficult decision to make, and it probably go to the last day uh, of the uh, deadline. But uh, as far as I can see, he was pretty much involved, and he things weren't going for him. But do you think uh, he will bounce back? I, I think he'll bounce back. Uh, what are your thoughts, Aditya? Yes, definitely. I guess Alexis Sanchez did play well. I mean, the amount of passes he did. Uh, he created, I guess, four chances last game week. Uh, Lukaku missed a goal. Uh, Mata's shot got deflected. A corner wasn't given for that. So, as, as of what we have seen in game week one, uh, Sanchez played well, but that wasn't the right end product that we need. And even Sanchez is a very good shout for game week two because Brighton have just played so woeful defensively. They've considered 19 shots in game week one. That's, that's the most as of now. So, if Lukaku starts and if Sanchez also, you know, gains up his confidence, his confidence should be high uh, because we did win the game. So, it, it isn't a bad shout. But again, there's a lot of confusion going on, whether it's going to be Salah, Aguero or the third contender now, Benjamin Mendy. So, it's confusing who's going to be, you know, handed the armband because of these or the, the way they returned the points last game week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we have to uh, consider uh, different different players in uh, different uh, game weeks, uh, mainly because of the fixtures and the form. And if you want to go safe or you want to try something different, uh, I saw a tweet uh, yesterday, I think it was from FPL Partridge, and he said that uh, when you are choosing a captain, it's basically like you're playing a boxing match. You're either going defensive or, or you're going attacking. Uh, defensive is like when you shield yourself, it's like going with Salah. And in that way, you won't get hit, but uh, you will keep up the pace. And if you're going attacking and you land a couple of punches, that means you really get an upper hand over everyone else. And But going over attacking a lot of the times means that you will miss a couple of them and you may get hit as well. So uh, you just have to find the right balance between getting the right captain and going defensive and attacking every week. But I think... Uh, after a solid enough start, for me personally, I, I'd say uh, an attacking captain uh, would be a, a good one for me. Uh, and uh, what about you? You, you? You're going with Salah or you, you're changing it up? I'm just stuck between Aguero and Salah because I don't have anybody else you know, as good as them. But Aguero didn't live up to the expectation in game week one. But uh, even we saw Huddersfield the way they defended. So I'm not you know, really ruling him out. But as of now, in the initial few game weeks, I, I wouldn't like to take a risk now since I may go backwards rather than going forward. So, I'll stick with Salah. It's as of now. It's not until Saturday. I may change my mind. So, it's with Salah now. But if, if there's some interesting news that pops up in the press conferences and all, I may switch on to Aguero. So, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, talking about Aguero, here's an interesting stat for you. Manchester City haven't beaten Huddersfield at home since 1987. Well, if that carries on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's that's very very deep. but you know, let's be let's be honest with ourselves they will probably batter them 5-0 and Aguero will probably be on the score sheet. But we are talking about Manchester United versus Leicester, so let's not stray away from the topic here. Juan Mata had 6.5 million pounds, got an assist, and he seems to be a pretty important part of the team at the moment. Does he seem to be an option to you? Yes, he seems to be an option uh, since a uh, right winger with a left foot. <laughs> we'll have to see how, how many games Moreno gives him because I'm not sure whether he may start Lingard once he's fit. So, Mata could you know lose his place. But 
since we don't have uh, a lot of right wing options i guess mata has you know is going to kind of play more games more frequently so 6.5 is is definitely good but uh, i i don't feel he will return at as frequently as what sanchez will do because we know sanchez what kind of player what caliber he has so i i would say sanchez is the better option if you have the amount of money but you don't have and you want a manchester united cover then i would say mata would be the man to go yeah yeah and and another manchester united player that you can get instead is paul pogba return late from the world cup after winning it and straight into the lineup with the captain's armband 2 minutes into the game penalty now many of us thought alexis sanchez would be the designated penalty taker not to be paul pogba stepped up and converted but uh, do you think uh, paul pogba will keep that penalty um, duties or will it just keep on changing between him and alexis sanchez because th- it is really really important factor in considering considering a player when he is on uh, penalty duties yes the so penalties do give us extra points because they will we know that they will definitely score from such a close range but now with sanchez not taking and pogba taking uh, I don't know what was the real reason whether Pogba wanted to, you know, come on saying that I've played in the World Cup and I will take it. I don't know whether all those, all those jokes are true and all. But I guess it will keep on switching because uh, we've seen over the last two seasons, Mourinho never keeps his penalty spot takers, you know, constant. Like he keeps on switching them. Yeah. Like if somebody misses it, then it goes to the next person. So if Pogba had missed it, then <laughs> we could have. we we would be able to see sanchez taking it but uh, i guess it will keep on switching but uh, we'll have to see what what yeah. will happen if mourinho and if he wants to change but i guess he kept pogba because uh, he he kind of practiced it more during the world cup and also he wasn't that rusty enough was confident so probably that's why he had given him a chance to go yeah yeah so uh, victor lindelof uh, he played only one preseason game before uh, last week against Bayern Munich and and he started the first game. Looks like uh, Mourinho has faith in him and at five million pounds, why not? Yes, uh, it, it it's kind of a more differential option considering Lindelof. Uh, I guess Mourinho is favoring defenders who are good with their feet, so that's why he has gone with uh, Lindelof and Bayi because he doesn't trust Smalling and Jones. Lindelof is selected by one point four percent, so that's really a differential option. But he's uh, if if we choose Lindelof, I suppose we won't get a lot of uh, you know these goals and assists because I don't see him going too farther down the pitch. Only maybe probably uh, during corners he may take a chance or free kicks if he is given because uh, we 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 know that Lindelof takes good free kicks. But I don't know whether Mourinho will give him. So at five million, that's a good option, but. Uh, if he slips and falls down in one of the games i guess somebody else will take his spot but as of now since he has played well with both his foot passing and all with bai i guess that's going to be the pair for the remaining half of the season unless some injuries happen and a sudden change happens yep yeah i think i think he should play mourinho really doesn't like to change his center backs a lot of the times unless there is an injury um, but uh, yeah let's talk about leicester city now Jamie Vardy's uh, reverse fixture difficulty rate continues as he scores against another top six side. And coming off the bench, he had to get on the score sheet, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, he, I guess he should have told Claude Puel that uh, he could have, you know, taken another more 10-15 minutes rather than coming so late. Because as soon as Vardy scored and Vardy even entered, 
United kind of, you know, there was a lot of chaos, little chaos in the defense. They didn't know what to do because the balls from Ricardo Pereira and Wadi's headers, Wally's and all, they were all creating some kind of confusion between the defenders and the goalkeeper. So, I guess Wadi should have played around 20-25 minutes, then we could have seen a draw. But I guess uh, since probably he was injured and wasn't that fit enough, he didn't turn up. But considering the next fixture against uh, Wolves, if I'm not wrong, uh, if Wadi starts, he could be a great option. I mean, he, he really he's, he's very good in front of goals, scoring goals. And even uh, Madison is kind of playing excellent. Though he didn't return enough number of points, uh, I, I could see him playing very well behind this striker. So, him and Wadi could be the next pair, like what Mahrez was with him. Yeah, yeah, Madison. I was going to talk about Madison. He he has been a... I have been playing... He was playing really, really well, you know. And he came close uh, to a goal himself. Uh, they have made a very good save. And Ricardo Pereira as well. He was playing out of position at the right mid uh, spot uh, before uh, the introduction of Gazelle. And then he went on to get an assist. So, these two players are certainly ones to look at. Also, Demar I, Gray. Demar I, Gray at the, in, uh, on the left-hand side. He, he, looked, uh, he, he looked to give Damien a hell of a lot of problems. And, and even when Leicester kind of went forward, uh, I could even see Ben Chilwell coming a lot near the box, especially with Damien stays, you know, a lot of crosses and passes. But the thing that puts off Ben Chilwell for me is his price. His price is at 5 million. And if, if fixtures do look favourable and they do different with Leicester, then Chilwell could be another different option because since he was attacking a lot, he was a lot he was ahead. He was right in the box here, this side, providing crosses, passes. We could see all those overlaps and all. So, Ben Chilwell also could be a different option now. Yeah, and he, and he took a couple of uh, free kicks as well, uh, indirect free kicks. So, with Mahrez gone, he's, uh, he's an option on that as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, Leicester City do offer a lot of options. And moving on uh, to the second game, uh, we come to Saturday, Newcastle United 1s, Tottenham Hotspur 2. With a team that have a lot going on behind the scenes, Newcastle United didn't look too bad, I must say. Kosselu scored a goal. Salomon Rondon came on for his debut in the second half. What uh, What's up with the striker situation at Newcastle? Uh, what do you think? Uh, it, it, is Rondon going to be uh, the primary number nine? Or uh, Kosselu is going to keep his place after scoring? No, I think because Rondon wasn't fit enough because due to lack of all this training and all, I guess he didn't start. But I suppose he will be starting the next game. He did hit the bar once. His header, I guess. So, even Tottenham kind of looked shaky. I mean, most of the players were in the World Cup. So, they weren't that strong. Vertonghen scored a goal finally thanks to the goal line system. And, uh, yeah, uh, Newcastle, yeah, they actually need a forward who was physically strong and good in front of the goal. And Rondon is a good option, but I don't know whether he's going to be that consistent. And uh, from last season, what I've seen, I guess IOG Perez also is a very good option for us. He's priced at 6.5. That's the only problem for me. 0.5 more. I don't know how much is Rondon. Rondon is 6. So, again, you can save 0.5 here and there. But uh, I guess Rondon will start ahead of Fazeli. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, it is a really, really difficult to predict who, who is going to start. Maybe they start both up top. So, I don't know, I don't know uh, what Rafa is going to do. But uh, Harry Kane, August curse, nothing more to say. <laughs> He, he he just doesn't score in August, does he? <laughs> you, you you can't rule that since that's going for the last two seasons. More but, than uh, more I, than that, actually. Uh, since he's been 
I think he he came to uh, in like 2015, three and four seasons since then, and he hasn't scored in August. I mean, he mm-hmm. he he scores so many goals, and all of them in the other eight months of the season. It's just astonishing. Yeah, I guess if if he scores in the month of August, I think probably he can grab the golden boot. Maybe scoring another two, three could you know kind of be vital at the last you know ends of the league. So I don't know what really is wrong with Kane. Did somebody just you know cast a spell on him like he won't score in August? But again, he looked kind of very tired. He didn't look that sharp and fit. He took a lot of shots, most deflected here and there. But I mean. Eriksen and Dele Ali were kind of playing well, and even Lucas Moura, you know, catching all these small pockets and moving fast. So for me, as of now, I would spend my money on Dele Ali, Eriksen, or Lucas Moura, considering their price. Kane, it's it's going to be very difficult for us to afford if we have Salah in our sides because Salah already scored a goal and Kane has zero. So as of now, since Dele Ali has scored, he could be the good option. But we'll have to wait and see how Spurs improve now. Yeah, I think Lucas Moura is a very good option uh, right now because Son is off to the Asian Games and uh, uh, Lucas Moura will probably keep his place in that team. And uh, as far as Spurs are concerned, uh, looking at the average formations, Eriksen's average position was ahead of Harry Kane on the pitch. And that is really, uh, really interesting. And that could mean that Eriksen becomes a way better option at 9.5 million, he, he always has potential for assists and goals. He's on free kicks, he's on corners, he's on all different. Uh, he's involved in all different ways. As for Spurs, an interesting trivia for you: the uh, most uh, uh, likable, likable in FPL terms, Ben Davies was the only defender in that Spurs lineup to not get an attacking return against Newcastle. Oria with an assist, Sanchez with an assist, and Vertonghen with a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess since last season's goal against Newcastle, I guess many managers went with Ben Davis and kind of suffered this time since he didn't score. <laughs> yeah, again, I, th- I think you should keep him. It's just one week and no need to panic. I will be saying this again and again this throughout the pod. Just keep patience with your team. You spent a, you spent a month building it. You, you created 50,000 drafts. You created your team as soon as the game got released. And after just one week, you're going to just... Change it up. That's not how it goes, you know. Keep a faith in the players that you decided were good enough for you. Maybe they will reward you next week. Moving on. Uh, game number three. Bournemouth 2. Cardiff City nil. Cardiff don't impress me one bit at all right now. But Peltier starts at right wing back. Four million defender. Four million defenders. Four million players are gems for FPL managers. Since you can kind of spend the amount elsewhere. But again, Peltier, I guess, I, I I think he got booked. So, zero points straight away for game week one. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to start him. He's going to be my third sub. I hope he doesn't become a Van Bissaka this week and then again, <laughs> creates a problem for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> again, if you want to spend your money somewhere else and want to have a playing bench, then you have to spend $4 million here and there. So, uh, we'll have to see. Cardiff didn't look good. Uh, so... It's, it's, we don't know now how they're going to perform the next matches at home. Uh, yeah, so Cardiff are playing Newcastle. I guess even Cardiff's record at home in the championship defensively was good. I, I don't know the numbers. I think they were on par with Wolves on number of goals considered or something. I'm not too sure. So, uh, we'll have to see whether they also have this kind of home magic as what Brighton did last season. So, uh, we'll have to see. But a 4 million defender playing, attacking 
is bonus for us. So just grab it before its price rises. It won't rise because of zero points now. Yes, yes, and Bournemouth are actually very, very strong at home. So we can't just judge them on one game. And uh, in fact, Bournemouth uh, did perform uh, really well. But I'm uh, very, very pissed off on uh, Callum Wilson uh, as he took the penalty away from Josh King and eventually missed it anyways. And uh, that really frustrated me because I had Josh King and I was. I was kind of hoping he would take any penalties that they get because Bournemouth do get a lot of penalties. But I I hope uh, from now on King takes it. Yes, I guess uh, Eddie Howe should have uh, learned the lesson. Callum Wilson again is is a troll machine. He will just keep on trolling people here and there. He'll <laughs> score two goals. He has scored two goals in one week, and then if suppose the premium forwards get injured, then people run to Callum Wilson. Then he blanks for the next three weeks. His price drops, and then we transfer him out. eventually we lose our amount of you know team value so it's better we stay away from him but josh king ryan fraser also looked appealing this time at 5.5 he had a three chances he created three chances he did score a goal so uh, again could be a good option if you don't want to spend on josh king yeah i mean this was, this game was a really uh, uh, callum wilson uh, career it was just defining callum wilson's fpl career wasn't it he scored a goal he got an assist and he missed a penalty it just it, it was just perfect when you talk about callum wilson wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just perfect i'm just telling you but bonmat uh, players do look really enticing i still have king in my team and i will probably play him again next week so hopefully he scores moving on to game number 4 fulham nil crystal palace 2 and i felt fulham were really unlucky in this one they created a lot of chances Wayne Hennessy made six saves. That's two save points in FPL terms, and he got a clean sheet. But the real winners were Patrick Van Aanholt and Aaron Van Bissaka owners because both of them got an assist. Uh, Bissaka got three bonus points. Uh, Van Aanholt got two with eleven and twelve points respectively. So that was really really good. But for like many, I too had Van Bissaka on the bench, and it really frustrated the hell out of me. <laughs> Even the same, I I had him on my bench, but I'm kind of used to it. Playing this game for so many seasons now, if you bench players and they score points, it's like no more depression or worry. It's just a game. Forget next week he will get a red card and people will cry. Oh, I started him now. He's got sent off. So it's it's kind of used to me now. Uh, nevertheless, there's still 37 weeks are left, and if you play smart, wise moves and all, you can conquer the game. It's it's not difficult, but you have to be smart of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, you you buy him from for the bench only, don't you? And uh, I had Patrick and Arnold as well, and that was probably the reason he was on the bench, because I wasn't so sure that I would like to double up on uh, Crystal Palace's defense in my starting eleven. And when Arnold got me eleven points as well, so in case I didn't have him, had him, I would have had uh, Van Bissaka in the starting lineup. So I would I would probably bench him again next week, and that's probably what he is there for. So I think I should get used to it. But Verhan Holt, as he promised, he's doing bits, isn't he? <laughs> he's doing a lot of bits, bits, bits now here and there, <laughs> helping FPL players and helping his own league to be on top in terms of average now. <laughs> yeah, and and Fulham signed uh, Joey Bryan from Bristol City, and which means that uh, Ryan Sessegnon will play left uh, mid uh, for Fulham, and that means that he is an enticing uh, uh, and a very very interesting option now. He was playing very far forward. and supporting the striker about abubakar kamara came off the bench he didn't start the game so 
a lot of tits, uh, tidbits that uh, we kind of missed due to the other games that were going on at the same time. But those two could be considered. Um, Even Fulham were kind of unlucky because their stats, which I checked out, they had 66% of the position. Yeah. And, and you can check 34s for Palace. Then they had so many attempts. I mean, they, they couldn't find the end product, right? They had, uh, I mean, 15 attempts on goal and they created 10 chances. So you, we can see the game was kind of open. Even Fulham could have leveled up the game. They couldn't find the end product. So I guess don't, don't start Palace defenders now. I guess Liverpool might run right now because I'm seeing this all kind of stuff. But we never know what's going to happen now. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at those stats, it's quite close to what we expect versus Liverpool, don't we? Uh, they will probably have like uh, two-thirds of the ball as well. They will create loads of chances. But uh, as far as it tells about Fulham's wastefulness, it also tells about uh, Palace's uh, composure and uh, the fact that they can do damage with less of the ball. So, which means their game versus Liverpool this week is going to be really, really interesting. Could Could very well go either way. Yes, yes, it, it, it will because uh, we can see how well Palace have, you know, begun attacking now. With Wilfred Downs scoring all these full-backs and their wing-backs and Jeffrey Slup also playing as a midfielder, I think not as a defender. So, again, it's all, it's all kind of a, what, what we would expect. But we'll have to see. I mean, Liverpool, they've just impressed. They've just continued from where they've stopped now. So, yeah, game week two could be also interesting now. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be. Liverpool look really, really good. We'll talk about that later. Moving on, let's talk about Huddersfield versus Chelsea. 3-0 comprehensive for the West London. West London side. Yes, I think it was. It is West London. And uh, talk Kante to me. He's, he, he's playing further forwards. He's uh, priced at 5 million. He scored a goal. And Golo Kante is finally a casual favourite. An FPL op- option. I guess all the Premier League managers have become casual friendly now. <laughs> they are making their defensive midfielders like, okay, go and score. Let's give those people some points now. But yeah, even I think when Conte joined the first season, I had Matic in my side. Uh, he, he did get a lot of assists here and there. So that was kind of fine. But even Conte playing ahead, and I guess even Ross Barkley and Jorginho are kind of playing slightly behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, he was playing further I, forward than uh, Ross Barkley. Yes, so I don't know what is Sari's, uh, you know, kind of plans, but what, what I've seen and read as far as I know, I think Sari kind of prefers playing through the wings. So he kind of passes the ball more often to the wings and then the ball, you know, kind of pops up in the box and you have to score. It's going to be a pass or a cross. So that's why I guess Kante scored the goal. It was kind of a one-bounce volley, I think. It yeah. came from, uh, I don't know, who provided the cross? Villian, was it Villian? I'm not sure. Who I, think, was it. I think it was. Uh, I think it was William. He got an assist, so it probably is William. Yeah, and, and and another confusion is that I've got a lot of questions. My article, which will be up tomorrow, but I've been saying like, will Pedro start? It's it's kind of getting difficult because even I had Pedro in my side, and with Hazard also fit, I guess Pedro is the one who is going to lose his place. But I would prefer him benching Barkley rather than Pedro. But I don't know. I'm not sorry. So, we'll have to see what he's going to do now. I mean, I think Pedro could start. He ha- he has had a full preseason. He had sc- been scoring goals. He scored a goal again has a- against Huddersfield as well. Maybe he benches William because he would like to ease him in. Maybe maybe he benches Alvaro Morata and plays Hazard up top. Who knows? A lot of a different stuff could happen because I think at uh, Napoli as well, he often used to play Mertens as a striker. So, that could mean Hazard could play as a striker and Morata could, ben- uh, could get benched. So, 
that that's an option for him yeah, we'll have to see but even oliver giroud is kind of waiting right for his turn so we don't know what he's going to do exactly now yeah, yeah i think i think it is very difficult to predict now but maybe it's better to just stay uh, with uh, investing maybe in kante or maybe just not going near chelsea at all until they figure themselves out but yes, Pedro yes. at 6.5 does look like a very good option i, I must say and even marcus alonso we were often talking about uh, that in the new system, he may not be that attacking, but he, he he's still getting himself into the box. He got an assist as he won a penalty. So, he he's, he still seems to be getting involved, isn't he? Yeah, as, as you said, 6.5 for Marcus Alonso. Again, it's kind of a premium wing-back prize. Uh, he, he did go a lot of, of forward in the game against Huddersfield. Uh, again, earned the penalty. And I guess he's going to play as more sort of an attacking left-back. And also, Aspilicueta could be another option because, the, you know, the defenders who had most touches on the balls are all Chelsea players. It's Aspilicueta with 106, Alonso with 103, and David Luiz with 102. So, we can kind of see that Chelsea allow to play from the back, passingly. From the back, they kind of spread their movement and go ahead. So, if, if the team kind of moves ahead with Kante, Georgina and all moving, stepping ahead, probably the the full-backs kind of probably they will inch forward. So, if Sari does play in such a manner, then I guess 6.5 for Alonso will be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he's still an option. But we have to see a couple of games to make sure. Just I think it's it's true for a lot of uh, teams that we we need to have more information with them before committing. So, as I said, keep patience in your players and just wait and watch. Get some information, get more information before uh, choosing which players to invest in. And uh, the next game was uh, Watford versus Brighton. Watford won 2-0. And Brighton were really, really poor. And uh, they didn't create uh, anything that game. Pascal Gross still value? I guess once Brighton play at home, we will know whether he's going to continue his value or not. But uh, Roberto Perea, he kind of jumped from somewhere else and you know grabbed those two goals. I mean, uh, kudos to all the managers who had him. I guess now he's selected by around 4.1%. Again, that's low. But I don't know whether he's going to be kind of a consistent option. We don't know whether he's going to score each every game week. And, you know, so I'm not even going to go close to him because sometimes players kind of tend to be deceptive to us. Yeah. They kind of play well and then it's just blank, blank, blank. So Like Etienne Kapu a couple uh, of seasons ago? Yeah, Etienne Kapu again, he played well. And uh, even we had uh, Mark Phillips from West Brom again. Of, uh, I think last to last season kind of played well again got lost in the middle so uh, we, we don't know what exactly how the players form kind of continues but we'll have to be patient I have Evel Hughes from uh, 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 Watford and I think I'll, I'll keep him another week and uh, just see how, how he does again yes yes I mean we'll have to give it a time some time right so it's just the first week has got over so so stick with the initial scores, what you'll have. Don't make any rash changes. Like minus four, I'll take because he played well in that game. We don't do it. Just wait for a team to settle. Just wait for another two to three game weeks. If things aren't going right, probably save up the transfer and then use it wisely. Yes, yes. Uh, very well said. And next game is Wolves uh, versus Everton 2-2. It was a very entertaining one. And uh, you uh, talk nervous to me. What 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 do you think of him? Five million defensive midfielder, uh, do, and he never got into the box the whole game. But he really needs to get into the box to score score goals. He got a goal and an assist. Do you think he's an option? 
CS five billion. What what do you really expect from a four point five five billion midfielders? Just two points or three points is the max we usually think about, right? If if you get anything more than three, is is a bonus for us. And as far as I've seen, Ruben Neves he kind of stays out of the box. You know, gives all these long balls, crosses, and I guess he's in charge of most of these set pieces. So you you get a player who takes free kicks, who takes penalties at five, and was already involved in a goal and assist in the first game week itself. So five million is kind of a bargain for me, considering Ruben Neves. And yeah, what do you actually need from a five million midfielder? Is you know it's kind of justifiable from Neves. And and Jota he looked nervous and, but maybe it it was just because of the first game maybe he gets better the next one. Give him time, I'd say. Yes, yes, you have to give times to certain players, you know. To kind of I mean, kind of told, he still got an assist. Yes, he still did get an assist. Even uh, who knew Pascal grows last season? Nobody knew, and suddenly just jumped up and you know kind of uh, continued his performance. So, so we'll have to give newly promoted side players some time to settle in. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, as I said, patience is required in the initial few game weeks. Yeah, a new signing, Everton new signing, Richarlison uh, was really good. Scored a couple of goals. Uh, maybe was injured, but uh, recent news have uh, made made it clear that he, he probably will play in the next game. So that's good news. He and Mark, uh, Marco Silva has something going on. They they always seem to perform well together. Yeah, it's kind of a magic spell put on Richarlison by Marco Silva, and again, kind of a bonus for uh, FPL managers that he is continuing his form of how he played at Watford under Silva. So at six point, uh, I guess is he his price rose six point six? I guess it's now or is six point five? Yeah, uh, I think it's six point six now. It's it's six point six, right? Yeah. So those, I mean, all of us missed the bus, but we'll have to see whether he continues his forms in a consistent manner. Then we can say Richarlison is a good option from Everton. But yeah, but kind of in the first game week he showed he showed the promise and he scored two goals. So again, we have to see how well he performs in the next few game week. Yeah, we need to see a little bit more of him as well. So, Liverpool four, West Ham United nil. Liverpool look good, don't they? Triple up maybe. Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Salah, Mane, Firmino, even Naby Keita. So many options. So so many options. Even Naby Keita is kind of playing more attacking. Which I didn't expect really that much, but I guess the linesman has made a lot of mistakes in that game. So, in offside calls, given I mean, touch and go situations and all. I guess Mane's second goal was just a poacher's effort. I mean, you first score a goal and then check whether it's going to be offside or not. So yeah, yeah, I think. It was really frustrating as a non-Mani owner, but I can see how Mani owners will be so much more ecstatic than I was. <laughs> but as Salah still managed to get a goal, as he always does, Robertson got an assist. So, is is the Robertson-Trent uh, uh, Alexander-Arnold debate uh, answered in that game? It isn't really answered because we I, I did see Arnold putting a lot of crosses, which was just going wayward here and there about the bar and all. So, I mean, I, I would really see what i'm getting from a certain amount i mean arnold is also attacking kind of very good he's very attacking right back kind of playing much forward and putting a lot of balls in the crosses so if he uh, you know kind of improves his crossing abilities and his free kick abilities a bonus for us 5 million is good but uh, robertson since he hasn't played in the world cup and also kind of more fit and fresh so as of now it's robertson but you know the plate may change here and there yeah i think 
I think we uh, TAA could still be a very good option himself. But Sturridge, uh, talk Sturridge to me. He he was uh, he scored twenty seconds coming onto the pitch after his substitution. But FPL Fly was really happy about it. But uh, he's he still should be on the bench, shouldn't he? Yeah, it's it's good to see Sturridge back now. Finally, he just came on the pitch and scored in twenty seconds. That's because of all the woeful defending what West Ham did. And he just kind of just, you know, just bolted the ball in the net and started his, his typical wave celebration. So, it's, 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 it's good to see that he's back, not injured. I hope he doesn't get injured because he's a very good, very good committed player. And uh, I, I hope he plays more frequent for Liverpool. But in terms of FPL, uh, I don't think he's a viable option yeah, as of now. Because... Because we, we, we aren't going to see much of rotation from Klopp because he will want to keep his core team gel together almost every time they play. So, Sturridge might be like kind of a super sub coming in for the last 10 to 15 minutes. But we'll have to see how, how the season progresses ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And talking about West Ham, I, I don't think uh, I'll go anywhere in any of their players right now because, again, new manager and a woeful fixtures to start with. Even Marco Arnautovic, I will stay away from him for now. You're, you're going to stay away, but uh, I have him in my squad. So, I'll have to just keep it. And <laughs> see, I, I, think, I think he did get a knock. I'm not sure if, if he's, he's fit. Uh, I guess hopefully he will be fit because I don't see him getting injured. No, he's fine. So, they haven't flagged him here. So, I just hope because the referee just gifted him the ball and he just kind of missed it from there. He should have scored and done that celebration. But nevertheless, Liverpool were the better team. So, Marco, you better improve or else I can't command you. You should command us now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next game, uh, Southampton nil, Burnley nil. Yeah, not not a lot to uh, say, uh, to shout about because nothing really happened in that game. Though, Cedric did start the game and got uh, subbed up before 60 minutes. So, any Cedric owners, uh, bad luck for you. But, uh, but clean sheet for yeah. both the teams. Nothing really um, uh, to say more than that. Yeah, but I guess both the teams considered almost the same number of shots. I mean, only 18, Southampton 16. And even Danny Ings kind of kind of played a little bit more attacking. His five chances he created or something, I'm not that sure. Attempts on goal. So, uh, we'll have to see how Southampton will play. But this match was boring. I didn't even watch this game. So, I have no comments. Yeah. And uh, the final game, the big game of the weekend, Arsenal nil, Manchester City two, uh, Sterling Silva, as we like to stay in English accent. It was a, a Sterling Silva performance for Manchester City. A couple of Benjamin Mendy assists, who I conveniently left on my bench, meaning I have more than twenty-five points on there. God, <laughs> I I will I will never leave any premium player. On my bench because I've paid so much of amount, so that means I will make them definitely play every week. But uh, I guess Varun, I guess you have learned your lesson now in the first week. Yeah, big lesson learned. Never going to do that again. But uh, do you think Raheem Sterling can justify his eleven million price tag? Eleven million is is it's, it's too much because midfield. I mean, there's only one man. Everyone will run with that much amount. Will be Mohamed Salah for thirteen million. But if you probably don't have any other premium midfielder, then Sterling will be the choice to go because his price is so high. 11 million. And the City have a lot of options because 
I don't know why Leroy Sané. I don't know why he was benched. This is really surprising for me. I mean, I mean, a player who played well last season wasn't selected in the German side. I don't know what 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 happened with him and Guardiola, but I guess it's bonus for Bernardo Silva owners as of now. Y'all can enjoy, but we'll see when Guardiola is going to kind of cut everybody's strings. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the main reasons Raheem Sterling is a no-go for me because it's uh, Sane this week. It may be someone else the next week. Maybe Bernardo Silva the next week, but Bernardo Silva is like seven point five million. So at that price, you can maybe justify keeping him. But at eleven million, you really want a player who plays every week at the very least. Yes, I mean you're paying so much amount, so you at least expect every alternate fee he gets as a sort of goal. Because otherwise, his price is not justified, right? Eleven million yeah. is, is so much. So we will have to see. But Aguero at eleven million for me is kind of better option. I can't say safe because. I don't know if Jesus starts, then I don't know what to, I don't know what to say because I think none of the Man City players are safe other than De Bruyne for me because he's their key playmaker and I guess he, I guess he may start this week. I'm not sure whether he'll play Gundogan and all. So I think David Silva also isn't there. He's not that fit. So probably we might see De Bruyne starting. Yeah, and Aguero is uh, probably should be playing a lot, you know, and. Uh... If not his replacement, Aubameyang, he played and uh, both of them failed uh, spectacularly. Uh, not a single return from any of them. Aguero missed a one-on-one as well. Not a good week for the strikers. Yeah, I guess all the premium players kind of didn't play well or didn't impress in the first game week. Probably all those mid-priced and mid-priced midfielders, mid-priced players in general and full-backs and attacking defenders kind of benefited in the first game week. So, those who spent on your defence... I guess I'll just appreciate it. You all, all did a good job, but it's, every week it can be ups and downs. We don't know who will play well. Yes, yes, and a lot of strikers didn't uh, didn't really perform this week, and maybe they will the next week. So, as I said before, countless times have faith, have patience. And with that, we come to the end of the preview of uh, game week one's games. Let's look at the fixtures for game week two. Cardiff versus Newcastle, irrelevant. Everton versus Southampton, uh, maybe Richarlison if you have him, but uh, not really a, a very uh, FPL-friendly game, this one either. Leicester City versus Wolves will be interesting. Spurs versus Fulham, West Ham versus Bournemouth, and Chelsea versus Arsenal. All of these games will be happening on Saturday. On Sunday, we'll have Burnley-Watford, Manchester City-Huddersfield. That's an interesting one. That's a juicy one for the City owners. And Brighton versus Manchester United. On Monday, it's a very entertaining late game. Palace versus Liverpool. And Aditya, which are the games you are looking at? Uh, I've, I've actually selected a few games for my piece, which will be up tomorrow, the stat zone. So, the first game that I've looked at is was actually Everton-Southampton. Because I've just chosen just a few games. I'm yet to write the remaining half. Um, I mean, even if, if we look at Everton, the way they attack, I guess they just had uh, around uh, six attempts on goal and they created just four chances. That means they weren't that good. But I guess Richarlison scored two goals in lesser amount of chances. So, he was kind of clinical, you can say. 83%, I guess, was their uh, shot accuracy and all. So, that, that, that was good. So, I mean, they're kind of more uh, sharp in front. But I guess they aren't creating a lot of chances. Even the red card... Uh, I suppose ruin. And again, here comes the question: Gilfishigusen, is it worth? Or, I mean, I've just it's got some a lot of questions this time. But uh, I guess even Sigurdsson have patience, keep him. 
he's their dead ball man. He will be creating a lot of free kicks, corners and all. He'll be the one. So just have faith. But if he doesn't return in the next two to three weeks, then probably get in Richarlison for that amount. Everton, I think, will be uh, good good going forward under Marco Silva. It's whether they can defend uh, well. And it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Yes, I guess even uh, I remember Prashant said in the bonus part. I mean, Marco Silva even doesn't care about his defense. He cares it's just about his attack and the amount of goals they score. So I guess Marco Silva is a different Portuguese manager who likes to attack, not to defend. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I can see where you're referencing this. <laughs> uh, what about Southampton? Yeah, as, as as I said, Southampton again, 18 attempts of goal. <laughs> 18 attempts and then only three on target. That is, I don't know really what's wrong because you have 18 attempts on goal and you score none. Uh, what, why, why, yeah. sleeping? I don't very, know. Very yeah, and then they considered 16 shots, which was the fifth worst. So I guess they're playing with kind of wing back style. And this, this match could be interesting. I can, I can see goals from Everton, but I don't see either of the sides keeping clean sheets. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. What about the other games? Uh, which one do you think uh, will offer points? I wrote Leicester Wolves. I just read their stats. But again, both the sides defensively, they almost look the same. I mean, considering eight to six shots. So again, this match could be boring. I'm I'm not sure. Leicester will try to get some points because they're on zero and they're playing at home. And Wolves will kind of try to keep the momentum. Right? A draw is not a bad result. You've got a point. So it's kind of a positive start. So, we'll see how Wolves will go. But it's, again, difficult. I don't see a lot of points. But we can keep eye on Madison, Vardy. And as usual, from the Wolves, uh, Diego, Yota and Neb... Yota, Jota. Jota. I made a mistake again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Diego, Jota, Neves and Jimenez. If his name is not wrong, if I pronounced it right. So, yeah. three players yeah. from Wolves, I'll keep an eye. But... I want to see Jamie Vardy, how he's going to perform. Could be another different option for us in the forward zone. And then Spurs versus Fulham is what I would keep an eye on. Again, defensively, people will say Spurs will keep a clean sheet. But Spurs considered 15 shots. Most of them came from the centre of the pitch and the right flank. So, we don't know whether they were tired or maybe they were like running here and there after the ball. But even Fulham had 15 I mean, so many attempts, 15 attempts on goal and they didn't score. So, we'll see. Probably Fulham will get the first goal this time. We'll have to wait and see now how this match goes. But again, there could be goals in this game too. And Manchester City versus Huddersfield. I mean, that, that doesn't need the talking, I guess. We all know what's going to happen. But the last match did end as I just last few game weeks. I guess the last, was the last round of game week, I guess, last season. When one of my Huddersfield defenders gave me a clean sheet, I was like, oh no, what's wrong now? <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Huddersfield hit the post twice against Chelsea. That's so bad luck. I mean, you hit the post twice. And I mean, if those two goals have gone in, well, I don't know what would have happened to the game. 3 2, something. You don't know what would have gone wrong. So, you have to see. I mean, this Manchester City have just continued their form. I mean, they don't need, you don't need to tell about them. They all know how good they play. They, Especially City and Liverpool, they're all continuing from where they stop. So, it's going to be a goal, goal, goal rush here and there. But Manchester City clean sheet and I guess three goals would be the result would be on there. And you can go for a Monday night captain in terms of Mo Salah and hopefully he does well against Palace. So, 
Uh, I think uh, the games this week are really, really interesting. A couple of players don't have a really good game, so you may need to use your bench strength this week. So we will see what will happen. But that's all for the fixtures. Let's let's take the questions now. First of all, Stephen Tomey from from the other team of this podcast. Hello, Stephen. He asks, Triple City or Liverpool or both? City have better games and Liverpool look quite good. Uh, this is another tricky question. It depends how much amount of money you want to spend on all these three uh, players you're getting from two different clubs. I mean, six players he's suggesting, I guess, from two clubs. Again, uh, we'll have to see fixtures again play an important role, their form, and how frequently they return. So, again, it depends how much you want to spend. So, probably Mendy and Robertson. Then, Omar Salah is a definite choice for me. Then, probably uh, Aguero. So, again, there are a lot of options, but I don't know how much money you want to spend. But in my opinion and my team, what I have done this time is I haven't like gone with two two or three players from the same side. I've just kept it a lot of open. So, even uh, because we don't know how results may go, right? Even a smaller team might end up beating a bigger one and a five billion midfielder may score two goals. So, we don't know what will happen. The trend keeps on changing each and every week. So, it depends if, if you select a squad with three players from one side and three from another and your squad is you feel it's balanced and you feel it's right because it's all up to you then you can go ahead but I wouldn't go I would say maximum two from one side is the best yeah and uh, FPL audit asks Arnautovic captain this week against Bournemouth at home Arnautovic I guess he would be really fuming so <laughs> so I, I, I'll have to see even this another fourth option for me to consider since I have Arnautovic on my side but Bournemouth again uh Ten shots they let in. I guess we don't know how West Ham will perform. West Ham did leave in 18 shots, the second worst last game week. Again, it's going to be confusing. It's like merry-go-round, merry-go-round. I don't know what to do now. So yeah, but if you have to captain him, this would be the fixture. Yeah, I mean you're playing at home and you're playing against Bournemouth, who aren't consistent defensively. They will keep one clean sheet in 10 game weeks. That's it for me. They are, oh, I guess they kept it too early now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we'll have to see but could be a differential option but if it falters then you're going to go behind so that's kind of yeah that's always that's always the risk in going for such yeah, a captain option because he, he he didn't show a lot of promise in the first game he wasn't that excellent here and there he missed few shots so I mean it's very difficult I wouldn't advise going so but if you feel he's playing well you can go ahead I have no issues but I would go with either Salah Aguero or of Mendy and all. So, you'll have all other players also who are worth considering. Yeah. FPL Enormous asks a more conventional one here. It says Aguero or Salah captain. Pretty simple. This isn't pretty simple for me. Even as I said, I'm just stuck between these two players. But, I mean, seeing Salah, how well he's consistent, you know, whenever he gets the ball in front of the goal and he always tries to get in a goal. Yeah. Aguero, he missed the one-on-one last week and I'm like, I don't know whether he's, he's going to play well because he showed a lot of promise in the community. He just scored two good goals. I don't know that kind of something vanished for him. But you can't rule out. And it depends on your rank. I mean, if, if it's chasing the rank itself in the first game week and you feel that the risk will pay off, might pay off, you go with Aguero. If you want to be safe, you kind of want to improve your rank gradually, step by step every week. Then you go with Salah. That's what I would say. Because I see, as far as I've seen, Salah is more consistent in providing points than Aguero. So, 
for me it's salah okay that's uh, that's conclusive and uh, second last question for today uh, you want mata or uh, jota uh, both at 6.5 uh, they look like a good option right now three more 980 asks i would say mata because his fixture looks kind of good because wolves play man city then they play united also in the next five game weeks whereas united they just play spurs which is in game week 3 so uh, if bata kind of retains his place and morino feels that it's it's, it's a good shot for bata to continue then it will be matter but so if if jota kind of performs well then i mean as you said this place will just keep on just switching very quickly every game week somebody else will pop up and then you'll have a dilemma here and there he played better so i'll get him in and then you get him in he blanks in the player whom you remove scores more points and it's, it's, this game is full of surprises it depends again how how you think if you don't have a united cover then i would say mata would be good but if you have a united cover in the midfield i guess he doesn't have that's why he's asking mata it's such a low price so i would say mata for now yeah 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 good good option there and finally is luke show a bandwagon worth jumping on personally i'd say yes let's see what it has to say i think the train has left the station now so it is going to the next stop It's game week two. Looks has scored his first goal for Manchester United, if I'm not wrong. So that's kind of boost for him, morale boost for him. Jumped up his selection is around eight point seven percent. I mean, he's kind of attacking well. I mean, he's, he's very good with his footwork now. That's improved. Amount of passes, you know, successful ones are kind of risen up. So not a lot of poor passes here and there. And he's kind of attacking well. Looks fit and sharp. that that's what that was what the problem with luke shaw used to get tired much pretty quicker on 60 65 minutes should be you know kind of full tired so now he kind of looks good and again united's defenses could be painful uh, they may keep a clean sheet and then boof they may concede one at 80 85 minute and then you lose all your points including bonus ones also so again at 5 luke shaw is 5.1 he's a good option uh, it, it could be worth jumping yeah. because yeah, I, i don't Yeah, I don't see him losing his spot, and I don't see even uh, Ashley and coming so quick because, as I said in the initial half, that uh, right back is a problem for United. We don't know who is going to play because there are a lot of rumors about Damian leaving, and I don't know whether Valencia is fit. So Valencia is not fit, and if Darwin is on the verge of leaving, then Ashley and might be switched to right back, and there's no other option in the left back. So it has to be Luke Shaw, and then I guess in the reserves they have. Demi, Demi Mitchell, I suppose. So I don't see him getting you know, promoted so quick. So I think it's going to be Shaw for now. As I said, unless he plays so awful, Mourinho completely criticizes him and says you're not worth. So for now, Luke Shaw is the best option at five point one, considering United's defense. You know how good they are defensively. It's a good option to jump if only you're doing with a free transfer. Don't take a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree with that. With that, we come to the end of the Q and A section and to the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you, Aditya, for joining us today. And, and that will be the end of it. Uh, thanks, Aditya. Yeah, thank you, Varun. And uh, let's see how game week two, you know, kind of announces itself, and hopefully, we can see a different set of players getting points rather than the usual ones. I'm saying, Salah, you better score. Please don't blank. Yeah. And best of luck to everybody. Best of luck. Have a great, uh, great game week two, uh, full of green arrows. That's all from our side here and at the Academica Vertex. And we'll see you next week.